Hello everyone, and welcome to Between the Characters. My name is Jordan, and I'll be your host. I've been playing and running tabletop games for about eight years, and LARPing for about seven of those. I know, I know what you're thinking. Another D&D podcast? Don't we all listen to enough people playing games already? I just want to sit down at a table and play, not listen to someone else play. I totally get it. In fact, I feel the same way a lot of the time. That's why this podcast is going to be a little bit different. You probably won't hear much actual play on this podcast, and if you do, it'll just be short examples and ambience. Most of what you're going to hear on this podcast is going to be information about smaller tabletop games, not just the big ones like Dungeons & Dragons and Pathfinder. We'll be examining game design, talking with writers and editors, reviewing different tabletop role-playing game systems and mechanics, and maybe reviewing and playtesting published campaigns and modules, and of course, talking about what you can do to be a better player and a better game master. So, now that we've gotten introductions out of the way, what would this inaugural episode, or I guess maybe I should call it episode zero, be about other than why we do what we do? Why do we sit around a table and play games and roll dice and tell stories? We eat good tasting and usually bad for you food. We drink our favorite drinks and we tell fantastic stories that close out the darkness and the stress from our everyday lives. Well, people have been telling stories since we could talk. Our first histories, myths, and lessons were all spoken word before they were ever written down. Telling stories together, some people would say it's part of what makes us human. But why do we still do this today? And why do we have so many rules about it now? We have so many other things that we could be doing. What draws us back to that pen and paper and good friends and the occasional suspenseful dice roll? Simply put, it's fun. But it's not always fun, is it? I mean, let's be honest. Everyone's got those horror stories of the bad game master or the player that just can't read the room or even just a system that's so unbelievably complex that it requires a calculator and a pile of dice, and you're just not into that. Well, did you know that some outdoor hobbyists actually have a few different terms that some gaming circles have started to incorporate into their lingo? I really like them because it's a great way to show that there are different types and levels of fun. Knowing about these types can help you find the best gaming experience for you or help you provide the right type of gaming experience for others. The origins are a little shaky, as they are with so many quickly and widely accepted concepts. So here's a quick and dirty lesson on what the three different types of fun are. Type one fun is enjoyable while it's happening and it's fun to remember. So watching a good movie, playing your favorite video game, playing an awesome tabletop session that you've been looking forward to for weeks, All those things are going to be considered type 1 fun. Type 2 fun is absolutely horrendous while it's happening, but it's enjoyable in retrospect. I would put exercise in this personally. 
oh my God, it sucks. I hate treadmills and ellipticals and I just want to die when it's happening. But the soreness and the endorphin rush from afterwards is always really enjoyable. Some people would also put climbing a mountain, learning a language, or maybe even some of those more cerebral and serious games and movies, TV shows, things that aren't exactly fun to watch, but they're a good story. Type three fun is the worst thing that's ever happened to you, and it's not fun in retrospect, but you do get a good story or life lesson out of it. Usually this is when you're in a dangerous situation or there's a serious injury. I'll use an example from my own life for type three fun. When I was skating, I broke my leg. Nothing about that was fun. And it wasn't really fun in retrospect either. But I learned a lot about myself, my physical limits, and there's always that, well, you should see the other guy, bravado, that you get to use. The majority of fun that we have as tabletop gamers would be grouped into type one fun. But why do we as players, game masters, and designers need to know about these different types of fun? I would say that there's two main reasons. As players, we should be aware that compelling, cooperative stories are not all fun in games, and a strong narrative is going to bring us through different types of fun during different sessions. As game masters, we should be aware of what type of fun our players enjoy. Not everyone enjoys fighting back tears during an emotional roleplay scene, but others eat it up. Some people could really care less about combat. Other people, that's the main thing that they want to do in a tabletop game. So that first reason, I can already hear people saying, but Jordan, isn't narrative structure more important to a designer, writer, or game master? I'm just a player. I just need to roll my dice and do what my character would do, right? Well, you can certainly play like that, and many people do. We can talk builds, numbers, min-maxing, until the cows come home. It's good to identify if that's the type of play that you like to do. That way, you can tell others you're playing with that that is the type of play that you're looking for. No one has fun when some people come into the situation expecting high-intrigue social roleplay in a game, and the others come to the table with a character built that does one thing very, very well. Typically, some sort of flashy way to kill things, and absolutely nothing else. That can be a recipe for hurt feelings, a wasted evening, and no one actually getting what they want. Neither of these styles of fun are invalid. They're just preferences. But... If you don't have those conversations with your gaming group beforehand, how are you supposed to figure out what all of you like to do? Even for players that enjoy a little mix of both the rules crunch and roleplay, you still need to be aware of your power at the table. As a player, you are as much a storyteller as the game master. Sure, the game master has control over the plot and the NPCs, but you tell your story. Now, I want you to think about something. If you're reading a book or watching a movie and the main protagonist always won, never struggled, never grew as a character, would you still watch? Would you be invested in that story? Probably not. At least I know I wouldn't. You don't need a whole essay here on the hero's journey or a lecture on narrative structure. There's plenty of those to go around. But you should know that a story isn't fun if the hero doesn't have to fight. So don't get too angry when the dice don't cooperate with you. 
I know, I know, believe me. I've rage quit a few games from a string of bad luck that was so statistically improbable that I had to just get up and leave because I was too upset. But in the end, rolling with those punches and creating a more gripping and engaging story for your game master and fellow players, that's going to take a lot of pressure off you. Your character is going to go through some type 1, type 2, and even type 3 fun, just like we all do in real life. That's what makes a story a story worth telling. Now, for the game master, why do you need to know about these types of fun? Well, first, you need to know what type of fun your group is looking for. You know that ancient game master wisdom of no pre-planning survives the players? Well, part of the reason that can happen to you is because your players are looking for type 1 fun and you're trying to steer them towards type 2 fun, or vice versa. I've seen new players come into a game seeing the memes about how D&D is running impromptu therapy for your friends but in a funny goblin voice, and come in expecting to deal with and work through some serious stuff. That can put a ton of pressure on a game master, especially when you're just looking to blow off some steam. If you're trying to run type 1 fun and suddenly there's a lot of unresolved trauma that seems oddly specific and detailed, might be time to have a discussion on the types of fun you're both trying to have. It can even matter into what game system you introduce your players to. I'm not going to run Eden Studios Army of Darkness and expect anything other than chainsaw ballets, corny one-liners, and a lot of inappropriate jokes. I'm not going to run Magpie's Bluebeard's Bride and expect all smiles and laughter. Certain game systems lend themselves to different types of fun, and if you want to achieve a specific type of fun, having a game system that will work with you instead of against you will make you that much more successful. You also need to make sure that your players understand and are on board with that vision. Now, we could spend hours talking about the pros and cons of railroading, session zeros, and tips and tricks on how to keep the players engaged. And I'm sure in the future, we will. But for now, I will spare you the long and detailed rants about party mechanics and why we decide to make playing pretend just so complicated. In conclusion, people have been telling stories since the dawn of time, and now we've gone and gamified telling stories around the fire. But to make sure that you're an effective storyteller, and yes, even as a player, you are a storyteller, you need to be able to have that vocabulary and the knowledge that people are playing games and coming to your table for different reasons, and they enjoy different types of fun. So what's the best way to make sure that your type 1 or type 2 fun doesn't turn into type 3 fun? We talk about it with each other. Before I leave you, I want to do a little segment of things I wish I knew when I first started playing. I promise, everyone feels really weird the first time they sit down and try to play a character. It always takes me at least a session or two to really get a feel for any new character. That awkwardness that you're feeling is normal, but I promise you no one is judging you. They just want to be a badass and aren't really worried about you saying the wrong thing or not knowing which dice are which right now. You'll get it. Don't be afraid. Have some fun with it. 
Thank you for listening to Behind the Characters. Our intro, outro, and bumper music is from The Reckoning by Arrowhead under the Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 Unported License. You can find a link to his SoundCloud in the show notes. If you have something that you'd like addressed, a question or a problem that needs solving, advice for new players, or have a suggestion for a game system or a module that you want someone to look at, feel free to shoot me a message on anchor.fm, between the characters podcast at gmail.com, or you can find me at Between the Characters on Facebook.